Hi, welcome to episode one of teaching at SPCC. My name is Kenley Neufeld, and I am one of the deans responsible for professional development opportunities and new faculty orientation and supporting our adjunct faculty as they learn to navigate and understand this complex organization called a community college. This podcast is an episode to focus on the flexible calendar obligation. Many of you may have heard or seen messages from me about this item called flex obligation. It's tied all the way back when the college decided to switch from a 18-week schedule to a 16-week schedule. And in doing so, we reduce the number of days that we actually meet with our students. And yet we still have a responsibility to the state to account for all of our hours that we are supposed to be teaching and meeting with students. One of the state laws around Title V lets us substitute uh, the classroom hours with professional development opportunities or in-service opportunities for faculty. And and we can also offer professional development opportunities to our faculty. So when we switched from the 18 to the 16 week, there were 10 days that were identified to be flexible. And this was negotiated with the district and the instructors association. And there was uh, an agreement that we would account for those 10 days through a flex obligation of 60 hours, so that's six hours a day, for full-time faculty. And full-time faculty also have to account for those hours through uh, the mandatory in-service hours, which are 24 hours a year, and then the 36 uh, completely flexible individual professional development hours. For our part-time faculty that are being paid to teach a class that has been reduced due to the 16-week calendar, the number of meeting days and therefore a flex obligation is due. So we, we take your class that you teach that used to be taught in 18 weeks and is now taught in 16 weeks, and the state still pays us for those 18 weeks, but you... Uh, only teach for the 16, and so we need to account for the um, the difference in uh, hours, and that's where we arrive at the flex obligation. Essentially, it's a one-to-one calculation. It's based on the number of lecture hours or lab hours that are both recorded in the course outliner record as well as coded in uh, Banner, which is our uh, enterprise student information system that tracks all of our courses and sections and your employee data and so on. In Banner, there's a, a field called contact hours, and this is the exact number of hours in which you're meeting with your students. And so you might have a class like Biology 101 that uh, you teach that meets uh, three days a week for, for two hours each time, and another uh, part-time faculty member might teach it uh, Tuesday and Thursday, and they meet for uh, you know a different length of time. It might be a very small difference, maybe 15 minutes or a half an hour difference, depending on uh, breaks and, and those types of things. So number of days and breaks, they all play into the, the what are called the contact hours 
that you meet with students. So not everyone's flex obligation is going to be exactly the same for the same class even. It really depends on each section of classes that you teach. So it takes your total contact hours and uh, calculates out uh, what you would owe uh, for those. The, the legislation also requires that the obligation be completed within the semester in which you have a contract in which you're teaching because technically it's a portion of your teaching load. You're getting paid for it as part of your teaching load. And it has to be a full semester course because it has to do with the uh, length of the course in terms of number of days and so on. So there are a few exceptions of folks who are teaching but will not have a flex obligation. And uh, for part-time faculty, those that don't have a flex obligation are uh, individuals that have what are we calling program loaded, which means that they, they teach and are paid for a number of hours that are specific to their class. Uh, an example of this is anyone who might teach in cosmetology or in the nursing program. We also don't have a flex obligation for those who teach short-term classes, so anything that's less than a semester length. And so if your class meets for 15 weeks or 14 weeks instead of 16, then you don't have a flex obligation. Likewise, if you uh, teach self-paced courses or work experience classes, those do not have a flex obligation. If you teach uh, in the dual enrollment program at the high school, uh, you also are exempt from the flex obligation. And lastly, the uh, non-credit faculty and counselors and librarians are also exempt. Uh, part-time counselors and part-time librarians are also exempt from the flex obligation. If you do have a obligation, you can find that on our website. The website is flex.sbcc.edu. On that webpage, you will see how many hours you owe, and that is also where you record those hours. If you have questions, there is a link to the individuals who you can contact for further information. I hope you find this topic of flex obligation valuable and that I've answered some of the questions that may have arisen in your mind. If you still do have questions and you're not sure where to look, please send me an email, newfeld at sbcc.edu, and I will do my best to respond and provide the information. So here we are at the end of the semester, and it's time to record your flex hours, so please do.